guys. So first podcast in a while. Uh, we just got back from the Waste Expo. It was a fantastic experience, like usual. It was in uh, Las Vegas uh, just last week. And I went, definitely found some uh, new innovations, followed up with some people and contacts that I already have and seen some of the things that they were doing. Definitely came back with some new exciting ideas and some opportunities and definitely seen a lot of electric uh, vehicles out there. So there'll be a lot to talk about, uh, to dive in about things from the Waste Expo and then also about some things going on at Freedom Waste. Let's start with... Uh, there's definitely some, a lot of things going on, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, definitely some changes at Freedom Waste I want to update um, our customers on and just kind of let everybody know what we got going on. So in the past five months, I guess, we have made some major changes here at Freedom Waste. We moved our office to the other side of our building, our customer service office. Uh, that was a big advancement for us, gave us a lot more space. Um, it's a much nicer office. And now our old office, actually, we were able to reopen uh, our free store, The Hub, and so now that's been open. It's now open three days a week, 12 to 6, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and our old customer service office is now the welcome office or welcome center for The Hub before they go out into the free store section. Uh, so that's been awesome. Um, we, along with that, we also have basically switched all of our software. Um, our dispatching software has now changed. Our customer service uh, software has changed. Our payment processor has changed. Um, and our phone have changed, software and hardware. It all comes into one place now. So no matter how you contact us, the same agents are seeing your interactions. And then every time you interact with us, we have a history. We can see every time you've called us from that phone number uh, or from that email address. And we're still working on getting all of our accounts uploaded um, into that system so that way no matter how you contact us you'll your account all of your contact information will be created in that system too so we can see the history of every time we've spoke um, emailed text anything like that we can see every record um, of that pretty soon so we're still getting our customers uploaded getting that lined out for us along with that we're going to have some self-help options on our website so Let's say you have a couch, right? And you want to know how much a, uh, a couch would be extra on top of your regular trash. You can actually go on our website and pull up the self-help and type in bulk items, couch, whatever. And it's going to bring you up a document that says, okay, our bulk item is this. Our rates for these such items, couches, furniture, whatever, is 10 to $20 or whatever else the charge may be. And gives you that information. And then we'll give you an option right there to contact us to let us know, hey, you know, n next week I'm going to have a couch, please add it to my bill or, or, you know, charge me now, however it needs to work. So getting those options lined out, um, so that's really exciting. Um, our agents now can work completely from anywhere on a laptop. We've been able to get all um, web-based products, so our agents can work from home or work on travel. Uh, we don't have to be in our office anymore to connect with our team and use our tools and have access to everything. That's a huge advantage. I know everybody here is really excited for that. And boy, we've just, we've really just added a lot of great things and great features. And we're kind of just laying the groundwork. And for the rest of 2019, we're going to be deploying all of this because everything takes time. We 
didn't expect it to take this long, honestly, but it has. Um, and there was definitely some kinks we had to work out, and we thought we had them all worked out at the end of last month. Found some on the first when we did our billing. Um, we're able to correct a lot of those pretty quick, and I think we have almost everything straightened out um, now. So that's fantastic, and we've just finished one of the biggest uh, growth periods the past few months that we've actually ever had in the history of Freedom Way, so that's been fantastic. Um, we've had two times already this year we've broken um, our revenue uh, previous goals so that that's a great accomplishment also and just I'm really excited for the future and the things that we're going to be offering we're going to be offering uh, with the hub we're going to be doing pickup for the hub so what that idea is if you guys uh, maybe don't know is an option to recycle items that you don't want any longer but maybe aren't or shouldn't be landfilled what we do is instead of us coming to pick them up as trash we'll pick them up as a donatable item you can receive a tax credit for it we combine a pickup truck instead of a trash truck and then we bring it back to our free store and we give it away for free to any members of our community that walk in and you know take it uh, so we've been able to help we're had about 200 customers or 200 visitors in there uh, each week that come in and visit with us uh, and that take things and that's 200 people that come in and a lot of times those are you know families of maybe four but only one person comes in so it's safe to say that we're helping 500 um, people you know easily per per week with the items that we're, we're receiving uh, from our customers and other members of the community. So we're going to extend our hauling services to pick up those items for donation. We will charge for those just like we charge to pick up your trash, but instead of hauling it to the landfill, we'll haul it back to our free store and donate it, hopefully to increase the availability of the stuff that we have. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the Waste Expo here. So the Waste Expo is the largest waste conference in all of North America. It happens every year. Uh, usually around this time. The years that I've been, the last four years uh, that I've been going, it's either in Las Vegas or New Orleans. So three times it's been in Las Vegas, one time in New Orleans. Um, I usually go to the classes that educate you and teach you, uh, or it's just speakers that talk about their successes or what they've done. So I did that for the first three years. I did not do that this year because I've it's a lot of the same classes I've already been to. We have our own projects that we're working on and our own um, goals to achieve. So basically have our mission and our plan, you know, figured out or who we want to work with. So now it's just time to execute. We're going to be building uh, the hub model up uh, and extending that those options, expanding more hauling options and services, hauling more items separately and trying to divert things from the landfill and trying to find alternative drop-off locations that are actually going to recycle it and put the items to good use. Um, continue to work with the city and the county on recycling potentials, hopefully recycle or hopefully open the recycling facility at the transfer station. Um, I still have not met with the city or the county, unfortunately. Uh, we haven't, uh, well, they haven't contacted me, so um, haven't uh, haven't been able to reach them uh, for any type of meetings, but 
at the Waste Expo, I did talk with the um, recycling company that I'd like to use for the equipment. They successfully run the same recycling facility that we would install here in Colorado. Uh, currently, right now, even in today's recycling market, and they are making a heck of a profit. So uh, they definitely think that we can duplicate their success. It's not a big financial um, expense compared to the savings that you get. Um, so I believe that the county, uh, the residents, and, and the cities around here would be very excited to hear more about that. Um, and those people have offered to come over here and actually do a presentation to the county uh, about what they would be able to do or what they have done or come out there and actually see their facility. So I'm probably going to go out to Colorado and, and visit with them and tour their facility and, and hopefully set something up with, with our county also so we can not only receive these profits but recycle all of the resources that we are, you know, in our county that we're sending to the next county over and then paying them a large expense. So let's reduce our county's expenses and increase our county's profits. Um, that would be the ideal goal. So if, you know, last time I spoke with the county, they and I told them that I believe I could make the transportation profitable. Uh, what they told me is, well, go do it on your own. Um, so if, if that doesn't work, then maybe next year we can look at opening our own facility if we're not able to, to work with uh, our existing ones. So um, the Waste Expo, what else did we see? Man, the robotics uh, are fantastic. The sorters and, and different things that separate them with air. They have these suction cup pickers. And they're able to do, you know, 80, 90 picks an hour, which means they're able to, you know, reach down, grab something off the conveyor belt, and put it in its correct bin. It can separate wood or plastic, uh, metal, you know, all of those types of things. And they can grab it with, you know, great accuracy. Oh, also from the Waste Expo, was able to find a trailer option um, that I could pull behind one of our pickup trucks that would allow us to do organics collection and glass you could haul and or you know um, not at the same time but like one day uh, compost and then the next day uh, glass it can clean out and stuff so they say so if it can be cleaned out easy and all the glass removed for the compost and vice versa because these two items they're fantastic uh, glass is very recyclable and valuable and so is compost and organics but if you cross the two they're both worthless. So you got to make sure that it can be fully cleaned and separated out and, and not contaminating each other by using the same container. I have experience in that before with tra using trash trucks. Uh, you know, three days a week is trash trucks, one day a week is recycling trucks, just making sure it's clean and doesn't contaminate the other things and all of that. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely something within our, uh, our potential and something that we are excited about doing. Um, so that would be really cool. Now, what that would be would be like restaurant organics. So picking up like restaurant food waste. This is going to be food waste that they have served or that is scrap. Um, and we would, instead of landfilling it, because a lot of those, well, I mean, all of the waste is already in our dumpsters anyway. So this is an alternative basically to ourself. Uh, we're going to go back to our customers at a restaurant that have a food, uh, a large food volume and say, hey, instead of throwing your food into this bin, Let's put it in this bin, and then we're going to go do better things for the environment and our community with it in this bin than this one. Uh, that's as simple as recycling is. You're still throwing it away. You're just throwing it in a different bin, and that's it. 
So if we can teach our customers to do that and separate out the organics, we'll be in a very, very good spot. We'll start with commercial customers, and then typically you expand a residential after that, after commercial is going smoothie. Now, what I would like to do with this is use this as the funding for our edible food diversion. So package the two together where a food producer okay is going to have some food scrap uh, that that has that should that should not be served to people how's that and it's going to have food waste that could be served to people right it may not meet their needs or their customers needs or it was left over at the end of the day whereas we could come the next and like they could freeze it we could come the next morning pick it up take it to a facility and they could serve it um, and then the food waste that is not edible which means these are these are actual scraps off of plates or non-edibles out of the kitchen things like that we would actually pick those up separately instead of the dumpster we'd use this trailer to pick them up and then haul them to the local composter and make compost this is actually the same composter that brings the soil back into uh, the community garden i'm a member of the community garden and a couple of years ago when we were building that i contacted stan at, at bfc composting and was able to purchase uh, freedom waste was able to purchase and then we donated it to the community garden all of the compost so it'd be really cool um, oh and that compost is also sold at the farmers market uh, by lads uh, family farm so it would be really cool to supply compost from our community to a composter and then bring it back into our community and sell it as bagged ready to go garden compost and it, it's a fantastic product so um, I don't know. I just like um, closing the loop in that sense and, and, and taking something that is trash in one person's hand and making it a treasure in another. If all you have to do with food to do that is send it to a processor and then send it back, it's, it's a very simple process. So I'm excited about those opportunities. Trucks, man, there's so much advancements with the trucks. I know a few weeks ago there was some things going around uh, about which trash trucks do the least amount of damage on roads. And there's a thing that the government has came up with to determine uh, wear and tear on roads done by individual uh, vehicles. There's a whole calculation. And what it is called is single axle equivalent. Because when you get to heavy trucks, they have multiple axles in the rear rather than your standard axle in the front and the axle in the rear. So what they do is they take a car, um, you know, type, or, and then compare it to a dual axle, like a tandem dump truck or a big trash truck or something along those lines, and uh, compare it down. So what they'll do is they'll take the trash truck and use a couple of measurements off the trash truck, the GVW and the weight, and then convert it into... Um, a single axle equivalent. Our trucks are single axle. Um, our trash trucks actually are so small that all existing trash truck um, determinations in this value don't even consider ours because our, our ours are a single axle truck. Our trucks don't cause any more um, damage wear and tear that the none of the studies even included trucks of our size they started much much larger 
and for comparison of our trucks versus others. How come ours are so small when they look so big? Our truck is a 20-yard rear load truck. Um, when you go up to, say, the automated trucks or the front load trucks, an automated uh, truck, I guess there's some different uh, ways you can say that, but typically an automated truck is the one that has the arm that comes out of the side, grabs the can, and, and dumps it, and then sets it back down. And the arm is behind the cab of the truck. A front load truck is the one that has the forks that come down and pick up the dumpster and dump that. Now you can turn those into an automated truck also by you, you put a, another dumpster on the front that has a special attachment of an arm that reaches out, grabs the can, and dumps it right in front of you as you look at it. They're fantastic trucks, and they are the best way uh, to pick up trash, or the most efficient way. They're the cheapest way. You can do the most, pay the least, and, and have the most efficient routes with those style of trucks. They are way more expensive than the ones that we have, and they do a lot more damage because of how many axles they have in their weight. So for comparison, ours are a 20-yard truck. That's its capacity. Those trucks are a 40-yard truck. They are twice the size of ours, okay? So our trash trucks that we run are the smallest big trash trucks that there are. Then we even have three trash trucks that are smaller than those. We have a 16-yard truck. We have an 8-yard truck and a 7-yard truck. The 8 and the 7, those things are barely larger than pickup trucks. Hardly weigh any more than, you know, like the full one-ton pickup trucks. Um, they are not heavy vehicles. No wear and tear uh, as far as any roads, even private roads and thin asphalt for those little things. If you can drive a dually pickup truck on it, this thing's fine. Um, so, by far, we are the easiest trash company on the roads. The problem that you run into, though, is that custom or companies that use automated trucks are able to offer a cheaper service because say where we're only able to do say 500 customers a day on a truck and we have to have two guys on that truck a large uh, company that opts for this a uh, much larger truck uh, only sends one guy on that truck instead of our two so their payroll is now half and instead of 500 homes they might be able to pick up a thousand homes a day but they cause more wear and tear on the roads. The other big difference with an automated truck uh, or our style of truck is we can service trash cans that are on either side of the road by staying in the right lane um, or on the right side of the road or only passing down the road once. An automated truck has to go down one side and then back up the other. So every single road it goes down, it has to go down twice, whereas we only go down once. Um, and this conversation has came up with local residents being concerned about wear and tear on their roads and which company is the best or not the best for those items. We actually have a truck uh, that we were going to be purchasing, an automated truck. Um, it's waiting on me to close it and go sign the documents and, and you know bring it into our fleet. And I'm a little hesitant. Um, if our customers in our community are truly concerned about the wear and tear on their streets, Without a doubt, 100%, we cause the least amount of wear and tear on any of the services that we touch. And I would like to step up and be a little more efficient and get more customer service in a day and, and all of those things. 
but sometimes it's the small town values that really count. And making our town happy and protecting our streets and our taxpayer money does seem pretty important to me. So for now, I'm just going to hold off and wait for that truck. And we're going to look at other options and maybe see if I can go with a smaller one to reduce wear and tear. So I'm, I'm working on the calculations now uh, with my with two uh, or three actual manufacturers to look at different options to reduce the weight and, and get it down. Uh, or change the size. Maybe I can go with a smaller size that would make sense. Something more comparable to my 20 or 25 yard trucks. Um, that would be an automated but still would be efficient enough to justify its purchase. So still reviewing some of those and I'll you know let you guys know as we make those decisions and you'll definitely see it. We like to announce our um, announce any purchases or truck changes and that kind of stuff. Yeah, let's talk about contacting us for a minute. Okay, so we got these great new features where you can chat with us directly on our website. And if you try to do that, I can tell you we're still working out the kinks and the schedule for it. We've had agents kind of doing phones and emails and chat. And then now after watching the dashboard for a week or two, I can see that really doesn't work. We've missed a few chats, so we need to have somebody dedicated uh, to the chat line uh, and those uh, changes. So that that's still what we're working on. and figuring out the bugs and the best way to route all of our customers' interactions with us to make it the best customer experience that we possibly can. So that's what we strive for every single day here. And we appreciate all of our customers working with us as we go through this and figure out how to improve and be better for you. So we'd love as much feedback uh, as we can or things that you would like to see. I know something that I'm very excited about is text messaging. You can now text message us on our main line, the 573-747-0550 line. You can actually message us, just text straight from your cell phone, and we receive it in our customer service tool. And it looks just like an email or whatever. We, we can send you a text right back, any of our agents can, and work through any problem or question or concern that you may have uh, or sign you up for service or whatever else you need to do there. So if you guys are watching this, uh, and I know most people don't even like talking on the phone anymore, so just shoot us a text message, same phone number, we get it the same way, and uh, same agents respond to you. So, Update on podcasts that are going to be coming out. So I have about four podcasts planned uh, right now that I'm actually uh, writing notes for that I want to discuss and talk about. We're going to start with the history of the waste industry. Why does the waste industry exist? Uh, why was it started? What is its purpose, original purpose versus today's purpose? Look at how much that has changed, um, if at all. And then that will lead us into the current state of the waste industry. We'll look at how uh, our resources are being handled at the end of their life cycle and how uh, the original intention uh, meets the common industry. You know, the, the problem that the industry was started for, is it still a problem? Has the industry solved it? How, how is the industry advanced? And, and where are we at right now? What does the future look like? And then we will pull back. Those are big, you know, industry views. We'll look back at what's going on inside the United States versus other countries. What is going on inside of Missouri? What is going on inside of our county? Uh, you know, our, our main counties here that we service. Uh, we service a, a three 
um, county area. And uh, the trash in all three of those counties is a lot handled the same, a couple of things different. Um, so it's pretty general term when I say service area or, or whatever. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what the plan is, is to go from the start of the waste industry to the future of the waste industry at the large industry level, and then break it down even lower for you at the, um, country, state, and our local area. And I think you guys will be, I don't, I, I think it's a more exciting story and more in depth and more in detail than most people even realize, uh, because it is very complicated when everybody thinks that the trash man is the person that comes to their house and takes their trash away. And there's so many laws and regulations around it, what we can take, what we can't take, um, why it was started, where, um, why it still operates, what, what are the experts thinking that the future is going to look like? What do I think the future is going to look like? How come, or, or why is our county different than our area? Is Why are we different than other counties? Or are we different than other counties? Uh, other states, is Missouri a leader on recycling, or are we way behind? And for the local area, too. So there's a lot of this communication, I think, that just hasn't happened yet. And I believe that individuals and residents there's a lot of information with the waste industry, and I believe that people are more interested than what most people think are. All right, well, thank you guys for watching uh, this episode, um, and we'll, we'll start having some more. I'm going to get through the first few, kind of just lay some basic groundwork for you. We'll start bringing in some guests. Looks like we got all the equipment working, so finally ready to start doing these regularly and getting the information and connection with you. Thank you so much.